I'm Alex Mellaris. And I'm Tai Fu. Welcome to Fusion and Hockey Podcast, the first episode of November 2022. A brand new month on the horizon. And interesting with the month of November, actually, was not was not planned this transition. Yeah. It, usually, you know, everyone talks about like American Thanksgiving. That's the day when you know what teams are good and which ones are shit. But I think in the case of the Buffalo Sabres, we don't have to wait. We already know that they're Ooh. the best team ever to walk the planet Earth that we live upon. Because on a three-game winning streak, in these past three games, uh, they have scored a total of 18 goals. Wow. Extremely impressive. Plan the parade. Yep. This is a dynasty in the making right here. Um, yeah. Is is that? Are you being completely genuine, though? Of course not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. I just have to make sure. Yeah, you um, can never tell with me. No, you really can't. But uh, you know what? Uh, I'm glad we agree that this may or may not be a mirage that will eventually crash down. Um, but let's get into it. Yeah. We? Well, I'll start by saying I'm not just saying I don't believe just because oh it's the Sabers and they always, you know, fall apart. There are specific reasons why. Right. Even in these victories where they're playing extremely well, where I'm scratching my head thinking, I I this may not hold up. It may, but it may not. Right. I mean, like there there are teams like the Devils where I completely was not sold because of the state of the franchise. I watched them and I've turned it around and now I'm on on board of the train. Uh, but with the Sabers, I I am not. I've watched three wins, uh, and <laughs> like, I buy it. Yeah, yeah. they were not very convincing in terms of you know. Well, the wins themselves, some of them. Yeah, no, but the the way in which they won, is it's not convincing in terms of the sustainability. Is this is this team a playoff team? I don't think so. I would agree, All even right. if they make the playoffs. Even if they do, yeah. But good. I don't think that's gonna happen. All so, right. the first game of the week. Um, which when we say the week, I realize now that we don't record on Sundays anymore, our definition of week is like Friday to Thursday. Yep. Um, totally normal. Yeah, totally normal <laughs> way to look at the passage of time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, their first game was against Chicago. Of course, the big tankers. Uh, Buffalo, uh, Matias Samuelson is out week to week. Uh, Yoka Haru and Ilya Labushkin were also both out for, I think, at least two of the games this week. Um, so we, we already knew going in we weren't going to hear the Gummy Bear song. Um, so their their defense had the likes of, I think Casey Fitzgerald and Okel Clegg was playing. Jeremy Davies might have gotten into a game. Yeah. Um. And but uh, Jared fucking Tenorti was in the lineup for Chicago, so it kind of evened things out on that in that regard. And uh, our goaltending battle in this one was Craig Anderson versus Arvid Soderblom. That was how we headed into things. Lovely. That was we're in for a duel for sure. Um. So yeah. No, I. You saw Jacob Bryson kind of take uh, the first pairing role up next to Darlene, and I thought, yeah, the defense as a whole for the Sabres, if we look at the week, I didn't think it looked particularly good. Um, just no. in and around the slot, uh, it just they lost a lot of defensive battles. There was one goal in particular, I think it was uh, against the Penguins, where like Bryson like, lost his hell. Uh, no, sorry, it was against Detroit. It was, uh, it was the Perron goal out in the slot. Uh, they just, there are a lot of breakdowns in the defensive zone for the Sabres, and that's part of why I don't completely buy it. Um, but yeah, back to the Chicago game. Uh, I think you know the, one of the bright points of this team is uh, Victor Olsen, who's been able to score a whole bunch of goals. He had one called back and then like immediately scored. That was fun. Like like <laughs> like ten seconds later, it was a good bit. Um, but yeah, like as I said, there there's a lot of there were a lot of like scramble goals that the Sabers gave up, uh, where it seemed like you know both Craig Anderson and the Sabers defense lost where the puck was, and then you know you you kind of saw that on the Athens uh, goal tied up. Uh, and then like Sam Lafferty scored off of another scramble. Um, so that was, that was, uh, and then what Taylor Radish, that was, that was also <laughs> off of another rebound. So that was a recurring pattern, uh, in that game. 
But uh, Tate Johnson, they were, so they were down like 3-1, like in the third period. It was looking like, it was looking like they were about to lose to the fucking Blackhawks. Then uh, Tate Johnson came to the rescue. He uh, sure did. A couple, couple of goals from in tight. Uh, and then uh, the aforementioned Victor Olofsson uh, scored on the power play in overtime to win it. And uh, yeah, that, that this game is kind of a microcosm. Uh, two players scoring the goals. And nobody else really on the Sabres kind of stood out to me. I mean, Dalian looked good. Um, mm-hmm. But depth-wise, it was pretty barren. It really does seem like three players kind of can't. Yeah, I think microcosm is the great way to put it. Because this, my, my main two concerns with Buffalo are goaltending. Because you know, a, Eric Comrie has never played a full season. And was only ever good for the first time last year. He's been good so far. I, I'm 50-50 best on whether to hold up. And Craig Anderson just, just isn't very good to begin with. And he was playing in this game. And you're talking about a lot of scrambles, like at least two of Chicago's goals were very scramble-type goals. Um, part of that, I think, is Chicago has very little skill on, on their team, <laughs> and that's kind of how they have to score. Charge the net! Charge that's the net! Yeah. And another part of that, I do think, is, is just Craig Anderson's style in general, because um, I don't know if it was always this way, but at least at this point in his career, he's like 41 years old, um, he was reminding me of Tim Thomas a lot. Shades of Tim Thomas. In my notes, I actually made a typo. It says Craig Anderson, shades of I'm Thomas. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, just, you know, filling around like a crazy person, making it feel like miraculous saves yeah. from being out of position. But Swimming all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Swimming, so I think that's part of it. And so I don't think Craig Anderson's a good backup. And the other concern that arose from this game is what you were saying, is top heaviness. And we're talking about even more in the next game against Detroit, is that like, you know, guys like Thompson, Skinner, Tuck, Olofsson, those four really uh, are carrying the offensive burden, and they are on fire these days, all four of them, and I don't think that can sustain. So if those players dry up, then I think Buffalo's going to have a very hard time winning, and that's why I think their success will ultimately come down to whether the likes of Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krebs, Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka can uh, jump into adequate secondary scoring roles this season, like right now. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of I think what their success relies on. No, absolutely. I think I think Quinn early on has had this, had a struggle, so I think it's very fair to question uh, whether these guys can step up because they are so young. I think Patrick looked good. He looked he looked decent. He had a yeah. nice goal. Um, but yeah, right now it really is just uh, like a, a four horse show. Um, and yeah, we can go into the Detroit game. This is the Tage Thompson game. As uh, so yeah. One more thing, I also learned in this game. Tage Thompson's nickname is TNT. I was going to mention that. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I learned that in the Detroit game. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're only clicking. I thought it was T-A-T. Because, like, okay, so after he scored the first goal, I don't know which broadcast you were watching, uh, but the Sabres broadcaster was like, T-A-T or T-N-T, trick and treat. And I'm like, because <laughs> it was Halloween. Right? Right? <laughs> I was like, what oh, a dumb fucking bitch. There was one but other like, thing. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, it was in the Detroit game because it was also on Halloween. Uh, someone scored... And the broadcaster said, like, that one had spooky eyes or something. <laughs> he, was really, he was really buying into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, TNT. I wasn't sure which letter it was. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's his middle name, right? Nathaniel. I looked this up before we got oh, on. Oh, I yeah. thought it was just a T and T. Yeah. Like, because, you know, those are just first line initials, T and T. But TNT, you know, it's, like, powerful or whatever. Right. I didn't know that was a middle name. So that's that's a cool nickname then. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's pretty good. Much better I, than Wi-Fi. <laughs> way better than Wi-Fi. Um, so, yeah, pretty good, you know, because he's explosive and whatnot. Big, boomy. Uh, the trick and treat bit, dumb as shit. Dumb as shit. I <laughs> will not forgive the broadcaster for trick that Trick and treat. Yeah. It's terrible. It's like, uh, boo. 
Um, but yeah, he did score the uh, the first goal. Um, nice little one timer, Jeff Skinner, solid shit. Um, so and then Detroit comes back, fucking Ollie Matta scores a goal. Uh, cause like, like I said, defensively they were just standing around, or they let this guy walk into the slot, take a shot. Um, yeah, Jack Quinn, he he was in a bit of a slump. He broke it, made it two to one. Um, but yeah, and then and then the you know it was really the Tage Thompson show. And Jeff Skinner, kind of his wingman. Uh, I want to mention that Jack Quinn goal specifically. Yeah, go for it. Because Thompson got the assist on that one. And he, we, spoilers, he had six points in this game. He did. Uh, which is incredible, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, this one stood out to me in a way because he was like shielding the puck down low from Dylan Larkin, of all people. Like it was absolutely nothing. Right. Shades of Yarmir Yager on that one, honestly. He centers it and... And Jack Quinn scores. And I guess once we finish running through the kind of summary of this game, I don't think we have to go goal by goal for this right. one because there were 11. Yeah. But, um, but ta- I mean, we had an episode uh, not that long ago called The Most Interesting Player in the NHL. And it was about Tage Thompson. And now we get to talk about him again. Because these days he's even more interesting, I think. If I, if I were to write like a dissertation about, <laughs> about any NHL player, yeah. I'd probably pick him. Or maybe Cole Caulfield. Probably Tage Thompson. Because it kind of feels like he's the exception to every rule. Right. In, in terms of... Well, in, in what sense? You also mean like in terms of scouting? In terms, uh, of, like in his, terms of... In terms of... Well, I guess, I guess mainly uh, where his career trajectory seemed like it was going and where yeah. it suddenly pivoted to. And that change happened. Moving him from the like, third-line wing, playing sheltered and nothing minutes, to top-line center. Right. He was like, oh, now that I'm a top-line center, I guess I'll just be one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> play up to it. Cause, yeah, because why not? Uh, yeah, no, he's just he's gone from like interesting and like you know, do we know if he can keep it up? To he's just like flat out really fucking good. Um, where you know in this game you saw like a lot of different things that he was doing, whether it was yeah playmaking from down low using his size. He's like what six six. Um, to like you know showing off some decent hands. I think it was his fucking third goal. Uh, where he's like out in the slot, like deep out like two players and like wraps around the goalie, just insane shit. Um and yeah, like you you have a six point game, uh, but it's not just an outlier game. Obviously, we 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 heard his name all week in all three games where he's driving that offense. So yeah, he's really <laughs> the, the whole bus on this fucking Sabers offense. Honestly, um, because I think even if yeah, you take him off this team and you leave you leave like you know Dalian and Olsen, I I don't think it's remotely as close to the amount of success. Um. Because you know, Dali, you know, he, he had like he started off the season a goal a game and whatnot, but it it's just not nearly as much what Thompson is doing right now. One interesting thing with with Thompson as well, I think that makes it even weirder that he is he's suddenly putting up these big totals, is that most of the goals and points he scores are like highlight reel level. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like extremely entertaining and like visually impressive. Like uh, like I mean, obviously this game is is particularly impressive because he scored six points. But, like, if you show, like, most goals or assists that Thompson scored this week to, like, someone who vaguely knows hockey and said, like, oh, this is, like, one of the top five players in the NHL, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, 100%. Um, he had, like, a toe drag goal, too, I think, in the Detroit game. It was just, yeah, he's, he's, he's just taking such a step forward uh, in, like, a ridiculous fashion, right? As you said, it's, like, it's an unconventional career path. Uh, to get here, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of mind boggling. There's really nothing like it right now. Yeah, and it's the Tage Thompson show out in in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I spent. You did just mention uh, his third goal. It was 
this hat trick goal, the like forehand, backhand, forehand in the slot, like embarrasses Gustav Lindstrom and Nedeljkovic at, at like the same time. Yeah, it was it was like something out of a video game. Oh, absolutely. I think it, he had a, like a different Red Wings defender too. It was like the, the, the three closest players around him were all Red Wings. They were all between him and the net, mm-hmm. and he just yeah made made quick work of it. Uh, so there's another one. I don't yeah. think it was a Thompson goal. I think it was an assist. Mm-hmm. Like Okpozo and Thompson both like forechecked Cider and like took the puck away. Yeah, and centered out to Jeff Skinner. I think I cannot overstate how far out of position Ben Sherratt was. <laughs> <laughs> Just like behind the net, waiting for the pass from Cider, and it wasn't instantaneous. It was like Sherratt could have slash should have seen like oh Cider's under pressure, big trouble. Yeah, uh huh. Maybe I shouldn't be behind the net. Yeah, gotta shout out when Ben Sherratt is <laughs> doing yeah. poorly, terrible. Um, but even that pass, that was a great pass. Like you yeah, know, very instinctive, just great playmaking. Identify Skinner, all out on an island in front of uh, the Red Wings net. So yeah, Dave Thompson, eight plus. Incredible. Anything else from this Red Wings game? I thought, yeah, it was in this game where yeah, Bryson kind of lost uh, Perron, and then, uh, yeah, that was uh, some defensive concerns for sure. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about those concerns about you know Jacob Kelkleg, of course, isn't good defensively still. Who could have seen that coming? Yeah. But um, I think it's also like Samuelson and Labushkin are the two like defensive stalwarts on the team. Um, Samuelson especially. Yeah. So to be missing both of them at the same time, for any team to lose like your best two defensive defensemen, like you can expect to see, uh, struggles filling in the gaps there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think we if we can move to the the Penguins game. Uh, you talk about defensive struggles. There were a whole bunch of two on ones, is what I noticed. Yes. Um, for the Penguins. So uh, yeah. First, I want to talk about the jerseys. This is uh, reverse, yes. Oh, we, we got it. We got it. So reverse retro night. Um, do you want to give your thoughts first? Or... I was watching yeah. a Sabres-Bruins game yes. from 2009. <laughs> a Sabres-Bruins game 100%. from 2009. <laughs> That's the one note I have for this jersey. It's the Bruins. It's the Bruins jersey. That's what it fucking looked like. Yeah. 100%. And the Sabres jersey from 2009. I was that like, too. this is a Sabres-Bruins game in 2009. <laughs> Specifically, Barnon. That's what I'm watching. <laughs> What's up getting Malkin doing in a fucking Bruins jersey? I didn't hear of this. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. That's uh, very misleading. Very misleading. I didn't like the Sabres jersey. Uh, I don't think either of us picked it in the draft, but it looked like shit. Uh, sure did. In game. The logo doesn't do much, but also like this weird like fucking triangle like uh, down at the bottom of the sides. It just, and also the font on the name. Just not good. So. Not good. D minus. And the Sabres weren't very good for like the first two periods of this game either. <laughs> True. Um. Yeah, the first goal was on a two-on-one. Malkin to Jason Zucker, who gave the Yager salute. Second time I'm bringing up Yager. Did you see that? No, I don't remember it. I yeah, that was, like, it. that was like Yager's like, uh, signature celebration. He liked to have a glove and like do a salute like that. And I remember hearing of this the first time when he was on the Flyers. Yeah. And in 2012, it was the Flyers-Rangers winner classic. And I think Yager scored did the salute. And on the Rangers, Mike Rupp scored and Mike Rupp did the salute. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is disrespectful. <laughs> and I haven't thought of it for a while, but... Yeah. Jason Zucker just did it. Nice. Maybe, is it, did he, because Yager, did he recently announce, like, I'm done playing, or, like, this is my last year or something? Maybe. I, I don't remember seeing Yager in the headlines for a hot minute now. Yeah. I don't That vaguely rings a bell. But maybe that's, maybe Zucker's giving a little homage or something. Yeah. Um, then, let's see. Any news on Yarmir Yager? 
uh, Yager praises Zucker's salute celebration, but says, keep working on your shot. Jason <laughs> 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 Zucker? Yes. That's crazy. That's, that's, the, that's the latest news. Um, yeah, that's I don't see anything about uh, retirement. Maybe, maybe it was a dream. Maybe it's maybe it's buried under all this because right now I look up the army Yagers, I go to the news. It's all about the Zucker celebration. Okay, so here, give your thoughts on the other two on one goal that that followed right after. Uh, okay, which one? Yes, yeah, so this Archibald was this Ryan was Paling. Ryan Paling and Josh Ass Archibald <laughs> uh, on a play that I thought was offside. I don't know if you remember yeah. this. It happened, and I was like, that's offside. That's getting reviewed. That's getting challenged. And I tried afterward. I went back on YouTube and looked at the highlights and slowed it down to like 0.25. Sure. And I realized I actually wasn't 100% sure what the rule was. <laughs> <laughs> of like, um, so I know the line goes to the ceiling now. Yeah. Um, if the player is over the blue line totally and the puck itself is still like sitting on a part of the blue, is that offside? I think it had to be completely crossed, either way, like on its way out, but also on its way in. The to, puck. Yeah, the puck. That's typically the rule. What do you mean? Like the puck has to be completely over the line. Over the blue line. Over the blue line. Before the player before. can be. Yeah. So I think this goal was offside. Okay. I could be wrong, but that's that's the impression I get. Yeah. Okay. But like the fact that it was barely discussed in the right. broadcast made me think maybe. I'm wrong. But anyway, uh, yeah, so the Sabres gave this two-on-one to a couple of fourth liners. Uh, and, yeah, it's not, it's not great. I mean, overall, Comrie was, uh, like, solid, I think. Yeah, all right. This, this, this was defensive lapses on the part of the Sabres, yeah. chipping lapses. Uh, and uh, Casey Smith looked, looked pretty solid, too, at this point, stopping, like, scoring chances from the Thompson line, too, who are still, still buzzing throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was, the goaltending was horrible. Yeah, I didn't make any notes about it. It was just, uh, yeah, kind of mid. Um, then JJ Paterka, famously drafted recently. Our favorite. Uh, scored a goal. It was a nice, nice, nice wrist shot. You know? We love JJ Paterka, don't we? We do. You know, the fun fact about him is he was born on the exact same day as me. Oh, yeah. Yep. Very nice. That's a, that's a nice link. It is, a, it is a nice link. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we did our, like, 2020 uh, live reaction to the first round of the draft. Paterka was one of the players who was like, how is he going to slip out of the first round? How did Lucas Reichel go so far ahead of him? Right. Um, and I stand by that wholeheartedly. 100%. Paterka is going to be a star player. <laughs> I, that's, that's a bit early. Relatively but, uh, speaking. Yeah. No, I think we, we did a whole like deep dive into them, right? All the, the three German dudes. Yeah, those prospects. Draft, yeah. Previews. Exactly. Over, was that like over the summer while nothing else was happening? Yeah, yeah. That was it. And... uh yeah, we rated all three. I think at the same in the same week, and we put Patrick clear uh, in the first round. So it was kind of a surprise when he dropped clear, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in the NHL. He looks he looks good. I think he's having a decent year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he's be- looking better than Jack Quinn. So good shit. Um, yeah. So that that was like two one heading into the third, and then they start the third period, and then Jake Gensel gets a breakaway. Yeah, because <laughs> Chris Letang, Eric Carlson esque. That was a crazy pass. Stretch pass to Jake Gensel. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because it's one of those goals where you're like because Buffalo scored near the end of the second and it's like they got the momentum heading into the third. And all eight seconds in, you're down by two again. Yeah. With a lot of teams, that would be like all right, game over type thing. Um, I also feel like it's worth men- mentioning Pittsburgh going into this game. I think it was on a four game losing streak, so perhaps they, there's some kind of They're fragility. Not. It's not going well. <laughs> going on over it's, there. It's six now. 
It is a six game yeah. losing streak now. Yeah. Um. That that uh. You know maybe is part of the reason why Pittsburgh was like playing afraid, playing shaky. But I mean Buffalo did manage to to capitalize on that for the rest of the period. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Uh, yeah, they 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 were just on their heels. The Penguins were. Um, I guess the fucking Sabres of all teams. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed like you know, like uh, who was it? You know, it was the fucking Thompson. Of course, it was. Uh, scoring to make it three two on that power play. Uh, and yeah, that power play just, was looked so good. It does, eh? It <laughs> that no top kidding. unit. It was Thompson, Dalene, Skinner, Tuck, Jack Quinn. Right. And on this goal, they were moving the puck so fast and so fluidly. It was like you know in an elementary school, it's like everyone's got to touch the ball before you can shoot or whatever. Yeah. Like that's what was going on here. But like strategically, and not because Mrs. Wilson said you had to do it. <laughs> that was decisive, decisive puck movement, and it. Uh, it was it was unpredictable too, in a way. Yeah, it was impressive, which made it work. Yeah, I had I had the same note: moving puck well on the power play. Wow, looks like looks like we we're in agreement then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was good. But as, as soon as they did that, that goal went in, it just. I don't know. Pittsburgh is not giving a good vibe right now. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, it's over for us. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're up 3-2, and it's already, like, uh, it's kind of inevitable. And then, like, Buffalo just pressed for the rest of the period. Um, And, yeah, fucking Wilson ended up up going. That was a Owen Power Owen Power got Casey to Smith to bite so freaking hard (laughs) on this fake shot. (laughs) He had an open net, Olsen did. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about it, like, oh, everyone thought he was going to shoot. Like, such an incredible fake shot. And I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, I guess, but and it, it clearly worked incredibly well because Victor Olsen had 100% of the net to shoot at. <laughs> but, like, I feel like if this move, this fake shot move, uh, is really something that gets Casey to Smith to so easily believe you, why isn't it something more players are practicing more often? Yeah. Because well, I, I find yeah. it's, mm-hmm. I mean, you sometimes see fake shots or fake windups. But I never really feel like the player's heart is in it, you know? Right. Like, like in, in football, quarterbacks have, like, the fake handoffs. And sometimes if it's done well, defensive players will actually, like, really start, like, looking to or leaning towards yeah. the player without the football. Right. And I feel like this is an untapped skill market that maybe Owen Power is trying to, to be the pioneer of. Right. Yeah, I think, I think the issue is, right, like, you don't often get space in the, in the offensive zone, and you need space to pull this bit off, right? Uh, to have the time to like fake it and then make your pass afterwards before someone closes in. Um, so it's also I feel like a way to create space, like to to open passing lanes. Yeah, I think it works if you're if you're dynamic enough. You're not gonna have like uh, Josh Archibald. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna have a statue being able to pull that off because realistically, all you need to close in, right? And then you you can get a turnover going the other way, or you can close in that space. And there's not much to do. But if you have someone dynamic like Owen Power who can kind of move. Uh, and, and skate well, then I think, yeah, a, a decent pool to have in the arsenal. I think he pulled it off well. I think it, it's situational too, you know? Like, it needs to be a situation in which it's like, he's going to shoot the fucking puck. And it's not just like he's standing still, but no, like he's created space for himself, right? And he's in a position of danger where shooting the puck makes sense. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Sell the lie. Exactly. And Owen Power did that, so... Yeah, he really did bite hard. He was like all the way at the top. Of the all crease. the way. <laughs> Holy shit. It was. <laughs> it's was it's like, that's why he's a backup goalie <laughs> moment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, was I, this, this game ended in regulation. Right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. This like, game ended 6-3. to three. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. Two empty net goals. Yeah, yeah. After, after eight seconds into the third period, it was 3-1 Pittsburgh. 
and then Buffalo gets five unanswered. Two of them were empty netters. Right. But yeah, not long after this, uh, Buffalo gets a two on one of their own. Their own. Yeah. Thompson to Alex Tuck. Sabres has a lead. Penguins are have given up, are resigned to their fate. Uh, and then Buffalo had the most like grinded out, hard earned empty net goal of all time. <laughs> yeah. When Zemgis Gergensen like hustled his ass off, all star Zemgis Gergensen beat out Nicing. He's in the corner with like two other penguins. His helmet comes off. He goes to the bench. Then the puck dribbles out to Kyle Poser in the corner, who like spins around from a terrible angle and and yoinks it into the net. There were no penguins in front of the net. On that, you would think that there, you would have at least you know. You Latang was in the lane. It's kind of just like slipped through him. Okay. But like you know, you often you see like you have an empty net. There's a guy like playing goalie. You know, there was nobody for that. I penguins. think part of that is also it seemed like there was no reason for Pittsburgh not to come out with the puck. Because right. it was like two penguins and a saber, then three penguins and two sabers. Yeah. And they just lost it out to Gergensen, who had to leave halfway through, <laughs> and Kyle Ogbozo. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, the penguins look a bit broken, don't they? Um, These days, yeah, it's not yeah. not looking so so hot for them. I think they're seventh in their division. That's what happens when you lose six in a row early in the season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But the sabers looked decent, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah. Olsen got another empty net goal. Fun fact about Victor Olsson, I told you, so far this year, this still holds. Uh, he has, I believe, six goals on the year. Yeah. And he has, hasn't had a game scoring only one. Every game he scored either two or zero. <laughs> and he kept it up here. Kept with it. that nice little... Yeah, yeah, right at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, good show <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Victor Olsson. Um, so yeah, the Sabres. What's the, the, the final verdict here, I think. Another thing I think is worth yeah. bringing up, bring up, reason to be a little skeptical is for two out of these three wins, they had to come from behind down by two goals. And as we know, it's not sustainable when you're trailing all the time and have to come back all the time. It's nice to be able to come back, um, but if it's a pattern, which maybe twice in a week is a very minor pattern, but it's a pattern, yeah. uh, as is potentially a red flag moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think their, their underlings are... Well, first of all, like, also the three teams that they kind of beat this week, are either in a slump or just straight up bad. Uh, so they're in an easy part of the schedule, so it's not like they're playing like some sort of contender um, by beating these three teams. Although, you know, you can you bank, the camp, you bank the points where you can. Um, but yeah, they've got a, tough, a little tough stretch going up, coming up, or a tough two-game stretch. Well, three out of four, actually. They're playing the, the Hurricanes, the Lightning, and the Golden Knights in the next little bit. Um, That's yeah, their we'll test. They can uh, keep it up. I think their underlings, they're okay, right? They're, they're kind of in the middle of the pack. They're not... Uh, the crazy success story they've kind of been really this season. So I think some regression is, is due, especially as, you know, Tayshaun Smith can't keep up all year, unfortunately. He also, I mean, not him, uh, the team also, people were talking about them earlier in the year because beating Edmonton and Calgary really yeah. turned some heads, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, those are good teams. Now Buffalo has beaten these other less good teams this week. But I think this is really the ultimate test, this upcoming stretch. Now that we see, like, some minor concerns popping up over the course of this week. Uh, we'll see if they are exposed or fixed or not even there to begin with in this in this upcoming stretch. Yeah, but you know what? I think I can see it like keeping up. You know, like they've had a decent amount of puck luck, and you know the hot streak. If, if it continues, would I be like shocked if they won? Um, no. Even if they did win, though, I still wouldn't be sold. I think we're at a point in the season though. If they uh win like even two of this game, yeah. two of these games, like in convincing fashion, like holding their own and or being the better team 
we're at the point we're almost a month in the season where we actually do have to start taking Buffalo seriously. I won't. I that this is the 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 hill I will die on. I will not take Buffalo seriously as a legitimate contender. I think they can make the playoffs. Sure. See, I don't. But yeah, what I'm saying is yeah. like right now, I'm like I don't think they're a playoff team. If they do well in this upcoming uh, tough stretch, maybe maybe I have to rethink that. Maybe they do belong in the playoffs. Okay, interesting. I won't. I will. I am not sold. I need more than a month of good play, even if it's two months of good play. Um, I just structurally, talent wise, I don't see it. This is not a sustainable full season or playoff stretch team. I don't think. Um, yeah, yeah. You talk about the goaltending. You also talk about. Yeah, just the the lack of depth on this team completely. The roster's not good. Well, see, what I'm saying, what I, what I think we were saying before is like, yeah. I don't think their depth is bad. I think their depth is a question mark because specifically of younger players, rookies or like Cousins, Krebs types, yeah. who need to step into bigger roles. And that, that'll, that's what it'll come down to. And like Cousins, I think, has that potential for sure. Paterka can Quinn I think could find his groove he's still extremely new to the league crabs I'm not blah, 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 blah. but but like there is potential for growth there and for the depth to fill itself out unlike you know a team that has like I don't know Reese Johnson on the third line for example yeah okay so if the depth does fill itself out then you know if they play in a more convincing fashion then obviously they'll have to consider them right but until now until they until they stop like running off of one line um I'm I'm not Sold. Even if they do, right? Tage Thompson scores like seven goals this week. Yeah. And they win three in a row. Like, that's great. <laughs> but um, I'm still, it still looks like one player, right? And it still looks like yeah. that depth. That's all. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Any team, if their depth manages to, to grow and grow out and fill a solid role, uh, if you have a decent, you know, top line, then it, you'll, you'll be fine. Like, look at the depth, right? Uh, their top line has taken a step forward and now their depth looks great. And so they look like a fucking contender. Um, but it's that that is a big I think, and I don't think Buffalo is going to make it. All right, there you have it, Buffalo. You won three games this week, and we still don't believe in you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Mitch Marner, because you know everyone's always talking about the Leafs all the time, especially when they're doing badly. So I feel like we try to only bring them up. When it's when it's worth it, and even though they've won since then, I think last week's incident against the Ducks is worth bringing up. In that Mitch Marner was playing badly, Sheldon Keefe benched him. <laughs> Mitch Marner walks down the tunnel and throws a stick and breaks it and has a tantrum, and then the Ducks tie the game, and Sheldon Keefe says, "Oh, I better play Mitch Marner again because he's good." And then Mitch Marner in overtime. Gets stopped and then the Ducks score the winning goal. Yeah, a concerning sequence of events for those Maple Leafs. Yeah, you know I'm having such a hard time trying to figure out how concerned it should be. You know, like obviously there's there's like the drama of this like Keith versus Marner kind of bit. Um, but otherwise it's like it's not like the teams like you know they had a little four game losing streak against bad teams. Well, like you know every team goes through that and they're still fine in the standings. They're not out of a playoff spot. Uh, but on the other hand, this this is a team that you know constantly breaks, but <laughs> like mentally, especially in the playoffs. So you know, are people overreacting? I I can't tell honestly. Like all this talk about the Maple Leafs, oh, this is such a shit show. But they're like like four and four or some shit. Like I don't know what the record is now. I think they're probably five and five. Um, is that you know? I I feel like the the bar is set too high, and if a team can have a bad stretch and it's fine, 
But on the other hand, Mitch Marner is having a breakdown on like national TV. So it's like, yes. and he has quotes like, this is a fun quote. We tried, we started off a lot worse last year and everybody tried to put shambles in our brain. <laughs> They're <laughs> after me. With us. Um, what, a, what, a, what a strange turn of fucking phrase right there. Shambles in our brain. Um, interesting way of seeing it. But uh, yeah, clearly this guy's a bit affected by all this pressure. Yeah, I think there is reason to be extremely concerned for the Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Well, I'm okay. okay but they're five, four, and two. By the way, it's not like they can't recover from this. I still think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. But I think where people's concern is coming from: a, all or most of their losses this year have been against bad teams or teams that are supposed to be bad. Started lost to Montreal, lost to Arizona, lost to the Sharks, lost to the Ducks. This type of thing, right? Reason number two is what you're saying with these these Marner patterns, because already twice this year. Have, we had a situation of Sheldon Keefe kind of, like the first time when they lost Arizona, he had the quote about like, our star players didn't play like star players. And then apparently Marner was like so mad about it that Sheldon Keefe had to come after him and be like, I'm sorry, or whatever he said. <laughs> Which is like, that's such a tame quote. Like, yeah, yeah. so you shouldn't apologize. They were bad in that game. Shouldn't apologize for that. <laughs> and then this this situation where, you know, he benches Mitch Marner, and then Mitch Marner takes it like a piss baby. I feel like that's even further reason to say, you're sitting this one out, Mitch, you know? Um, because that how are you, how is that supposed to be a leader on a contending team? It, it, you can't yeah. do stuff like that, ever. Uh, and Sheldon Keefe instead kind of caved again and was like, all right, we need you, Mitch. Get back out, of, get back out of there. And it didn't work. So I think this is kind of people have this perception which I think there's evidence to support that Sheldon Keefe uh, lets the likes of Marner run the team much more than he should. Yeah, the, the accountability is kind of going the wrong way, yes. in, the, in, the, in the wrong direction for sure, uh, where, yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't have control over you know, his, his players, but also it seems like their confidence always goes, like it, it swings so like, violently from game to game. Um, you know, I'm looking at their schedule. It's 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 a strange schedule that they've had so far. Obviously, they've lost all these bad teams, but it's not like they've. It seems like it's been a pretty soft schedule. So they haven't really had the chance to prove themselves against it. Uh, the teams that have been they prove themselves played. against bad teams to be bad against them. Yeah. No. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because you know what's the bit? Like they play down to their opposition. Um, if that's the case, you can. I think you can live with that. I think that's it's it's better than. Being the shit. Does out of that not and... show like a lack of mental fortitude? Sure, but I think that's less concerning than a lack of talent or you know the inability to pull it together. Which like I'd rather beat the good teams and lose to the bad ones, as infuriating as that is, right? Than to you know beat the bad teams and lose to all the good teams because where does that put you? Like, you're just fucking mediocre, right? Um, I I don't like this <laughs> this way you're thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I would agree in the in very, I don't know, mechanical terms. Like, oh, would you rather be, you know, just average, or would you rather be underachieving? <laughs> like, you know, but and like, I guess in a way, this shows like, oh yeah, there's potential to grow. The potential's been like lying in wait for five years, and they're still showing over and over again that they have the like, the mental maturity of like a bunch of six year olds. That they'll just like take the foot off the gas yeah. every time they play a, the Coyotes or whoever the fuck. 
and like there's no Stanley Cup caliber team that does that more than like two or three times a year. With the Leafs, yeah. it's an extremely concerning pattern that has last lasted over the span of many years, and and yeah, and, you're right, right. I think, but I think the the problem is more fixable. If you do, you think uh, they would have fixed it by now? It seems like it should be easy yeah, to fix. I don't know. Like maybe they just don't. They haven't figured it out. But I feel like it's easier to fix a, you know, this. What would you do? How how would you fix this problem? Fire the coach. Really, that's yes. Mm-hmm. I think Keith. Is this dynamic is very concerning, and unless he shows that he can turn it around, um, your 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 team is stuck in a mental rut, right? Over the years. If you are Sheldon Keith, how do you yeah. fix this? Because I think as more as like it's the coach's problem that like my team can't wake up when they're playing the shit teams. How do I get them to? Right. Well, you just you have to just you know be be tougher on them, right, and and have a stricter sense of accountability with your players. And it's clear that he doesn't have that. Right, you talk yeah. about the stuff with the media. Um, he's soft on them, and oh, he'll come out and say, oh, you know, we we weren't ready for this and whatnot. Okay, it's great that you can identify it, but he doesn't really do anything about it. Uh, and it's clear that yeah, the players don't really kind of fear that accountability at all. They're just more like they get upset when he does something bad, and they you know try to get him to swing their way and like to walk it back and whatnot. Um, but I think they need someone a little less. It's not even that they need to be less player friendly. Just someone who's able to like put in a decent system of accountability, or when they when they do, well, what well, to the point where they don't do this all the time, right? Want to hear the most unhinged thought I had last week? <laughs> yes. All right. So this Monday the twenty fourth, they lost three one to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, then Thursday they lose four three to the Sharks in overtime. Embarrassing. Saturday they lose four two to the Kings. And they're going to Anaheim the next day. I thought. What if Sheldon Keith, before the game, forfeits? <laughs> Says, yeah, yeah, my team has shown over the span of years, they're not even going to fucking show up, so I don't have to either. Wouldn't that wake them up? You think they're ever going to take it easy on a shitty team again? No, because it's clearly a gimmick. You know what I mean? With no real lasting consequences. Of course, it's it, not like, of course, yeah, well, he's he's not that's going to shake them up mentally he's not, he's not in, a, in a permanent way. Not really. I don't. Of course like, it would. It's a one thing. It's not he's gonna not gonna forfeit a second game. Once you forfeit one, you know you can't. I know. Forfeit the second. I know. There's no threat that he's gonna do it again. So then, what's the point? Because it's it goes to sh- because it shakes you up in a way that's like, oh shit, are we have we really been that bad? I think you're underestimating this tactic. It should have been used. Should have. Wow. You're right. That is an unhinged take. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, they already did bounce back and beat the Flyers, but like they go on a tear after that. Everyone's calling Sheldon Keefe the biggest genius of the world. And then they win a round this year finally. Sheldon Keefe is going to the Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> he forfeited the game against the Ducks. Because he forfeited the game against the Ducks in October. Yeah. Okay. Should have done this. Actually, I do yeah. think I'm correct. This would have been a good idea. Do you, you, you're, still, you're still with it? Yeah. I don't know how the logistics of getting all the fans their money back would work <laughs> or these things. Right. But I do know there is or at least there is a section of the NHL rulebook about forfeiting and throwing in the towel or whatever. Okay. And it's like it is a thing that can be done. Maybe the team gets fined. Too bad. Pay the fine. They're rich enough. Yeah, once you once this once this, you know, changes the foundation of your team enough to get to the Stanley Cup final, you'll make all your money back. So it's a good investment. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. I think that's that's an evaluation you'd have to make with hindsight uh, after the fact if you if you ran that simulation. Um, I 
if it doesn't work, you're an absolute bozo because you, <laughs> <laughs> you missed the playoffs by two points. What would be the worst case scenario of that? Is missing miss the playoffs by two points? No. It's that it just doesn't work. And it's like you have all this bad How is it possible that know. that wouldn't get the team to play much better for at least the rest of this season? Because it's, it's so gimmicky. It's nothing that with teeth. There's no teeth in it moving forward. It's like, oh, we, lo- like we, we lose the game, whatever. We forfeit the game. Like I said, it's not going to happen again. So it's not like, oh, if you don't turn around this shit right now, we're going to forfeit another game. It's like, oh, turn this shit around, please. Look how bad it is. You know, like I, we forfeit a game. Um, but there's nothing coming down the pipeline if you continue to play this badly. See, I, so. think, I think how I look at it yeah. is it's a tangible way to show the team, I don't believe in you. Better do something about it. You you know you know what would be you know what would be better. What you gotta go before like one of these layup games, right? You gotta be like you better win this fucking game against the Ducks, or we're forfeiting the next three fucking games. <laughs> but no one will believe you. But then if they do lose, you do it, and then and then you just one one game maybe. Okay, fine, one game. Or maybe it would have been nice to do that against the Kings. Then if you lose that against the Kings, we're forfeiting tomorrow against the Ducks. No, then you lose, and then you forfeit against the Ducks. It can't be against, like, a, a mid-team. It has to be against a bad team because that's what they always do. They always fuck it up against these bad teams. Exactly. Right, so so, so what ha- would have to happen then is two games in a row against bad teams. Right, but are, are the Kings that bad, you know? Yeah, but you, you would need very specific circumstances of you've been playing bad lately and now you also have two upcoming games against bad teams so that you can have the threat of you better play well against this bad team or else we're forfeiting again against another bad team soon after this. Well, no, I see it as either it doesn't matter what the, the game that you're forfeiting is because if you're forfeiting against a good team, it's like you don't get the opportunity to play against a good team. You're fucking you're boned. I think it's extra embarrassing, though. I think a big part of that is you're forfeiting a game against a bad team. You're right. So I think optimally, optimally, you're, it's like, you know, you play the Ducks and then you play Chicago, right? And then you, you, you do the bit against the Ducks. Let's see. Let's look at the least schedule. Let's see when this strategy is perfect. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think it still works. Now, is this something that will ever be used? Absolutely not. But I'm saying, you know, like, you got to have, you got to light the fire under them that, like, you better do it or else. Whereas if you do it preemptively or, like, as a consequence of something, uh, like, if you, you know, you just you forfeit the game outright, there's no, like, or else. It's like, okay, we did it. Now, play better. Dot, dot, dot. I don't think the point is to give an or else. I think the point is just to make a, the statement okay. of, of, you know, balls in your court players. Here's what I think. Say you're all ass and that you've been a total embarrassment. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we have two, two, two ways to approach this great. Two ways to approach forfeiting a game. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Glad we've established that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, moving on now. They have a touch stretch touch, touch going on, eh? I think. Uh, yeah, it's coming up yeah. as well for them. Bruins, Hurricanes, Golden Knights. Yeah, they can't afford to forfeit any of these games. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we'll see if the theory holds when it comes to uh, do they play well against good teams? Uh, we'll see. Maybe they just, you know, they might just suck shit in which case. They'll you know, probably win a bunch. Yeah. In which case, I won't be as concerned. I won't be nearly as concerned. Because if you can beat these But the thing that happens all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're fine now. We might go on a winning streak, have a good tr- stretch, and then things are going to totally fall apart again for, like, a short stretch. Yeah. And then, oh, we got good and everything's fine. And, oh, no, our goalies are injured, and, like, my fucking Michael Hutchinson's back somehow. And, and then, oh, we're in the playoffs, and we lost in the first round again. Yeah. I, when it's the same thing we've seen it. in previous years, yeah. same fluctuations in the exact same ways, 
that's where the concern comes from. Yeah, they need Keefe to to get it together. I think with this this whole accountability thing, I think they'll be a part of it. Maybe they come. Maybe maybe it requires yeah. a forfeit or two. <laughs> two. Oh gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the coaching is a major issue. I think the 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 way he's kind of let let him drag him around the media is concerning. Maybe he needs to take away Mitch Marner's PS5. <laughs> is that even a thing? PS5? Yeah. Yeah. The joke is that like no one can find them anywhere. Like they're in stock. When I worked at Toys R Us last year, people was something like, "You don't have PS5? Too? No, we don't have PS5s. Oh, okay, bye." Take it away? Yeah. Maybe. The way to go. You just stop gaming all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that's the Leafs. Anyway, Dallas signed Matt Murray, and I was like, way, 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 hold on. <laughs> and also that, in the, like, goaltender Matt Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before. Like, we've seen this this bit. We've noticed Matt Murray. Like, the existence of this person. I don't think I've ever oh, seen yeah? the existence of this alternate yeah, Matt Murray. Because this rung a bell in that, like, I felt like in, in the past, I've known that there was an alternate goalie, Matt Murray. Um, but you know he's obviously resurfaced uh, with the Dallas Stars, um, and everybody can laugh about it. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of this player. Huh. Um, and I was like, oh, is this some kind of like junior bum or whatever? But actually, no, he isn't. He is 24. He has been well. He was very good in the NCAA for I think four years with UMass. Up to the AHL last year, had an excellent six games, and has had another excellent five games in the AHL to start this year. So he's absolutely worthy of. Uh, an NHL deal like this. Not only that, but with Wedgwood injured, I think there were rumblings he might actually even get a shot in the NHL. All right, Matt Murray v. Matt Murray Matthew. We need to make this happen. When do the Stars play the Leafs later on when Matt Murray's healthy again? Uh, We'd have I to look it up. It doesn't December matter. 6th. <laughs> December 6th is, I think, their only remaining matchup. So. They've already played each other? Yeah, they have played each other already. Oh, yeah. Well, it was one of their, one of their wins. Oh, cool. Three, two, and overtime. Yeah, Matt Murray's actually on the Dallas roster right now. Great. So I imagine he's been sitting on the bench as the backup the last little while. Uh, oh, oh, so it's not Wedgwood injured. It's Andrew, who's injured now for a week. Uh, Murray has not gotten into a game yet, and he is not slated to start. Uh, well, he didn't start last night is what I mean. Maybe he'll start soon. Okay. So Matt Murray was injured on the 16th of October. He said four weeks. So. It's happening. He's he's gonna come back just in time for this game. Perfect. I cannot wait. Um. All right. Well, I'm glad we mentioned Matt Murray 2.0. Or maybe he's 1.0. Was it? We were talking before we recorded. He might be the better Matt Murray. Yeah. There's yeah. a very good chance. Can he make a single save with his glove? <laughs> yeah. That's the bar. Mm-hmm. There are. Uh. Are you, I, we'll talk about this first. Yeah. Jakob Silverberg. Lovely goal. For the sole reason he scored. An incredible own goal. Every couple of years, you get one like this. You know, sometimes it'll like dribble in off your leg or whatever. When a, when a player shoots the puck <laughs> with the stick beyond their goalie into the net. These are the best ones. I think probably the best one in recent memory is the Patrick Laine one. Do you remember this? It was, it was rookie, maybe rookie year, sophomore year if not, when he was with the Jets. And it was like 2-2 late in the game, Jets and Blues. And a rebound uh, goes right to him, and he shoots it into the net. And you, with Silverberg, you could see like his thought process was, i got to swipe the puck away from this player um, around the boards or whatever. With Patrick Laine, if you had said, like, yeah, he looked like he was a player on the Blues on that play. <laughs> they just watched it again. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> what has happened? Wait, wait, wait. I want to come over there and watch it again. Okay, all right. Okay. 
I'm I'm putting my mic down so just to see this. All right. Yeah. Here, I'll I'll watch the replay because the replay's clear. What a snipe! People need to watch this again because it's lovely. A um, classic. Yeah. And then the, I believe the Jets lost that game three to two. That was a winning goal, and Blake Wheeler was there trying to cheer him up on the bench or something. Yeah. We all know how that ended. Um, uh, and people were making jokes like, um, "Yeah, yeah, I think this might have been a second season because Vegas had just entered the league." Because people were making jokes like, "Line A is the first player to score against all thirty-one teams." <laughs> 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 nice. Yeah. Um, and now with the Silverberg one, yeah, uh, we have a similar situation. I don't remember who was playing or who it was uh, at all. I should though. I think it was against the Sharks. Timo Meyer maybe. Yeah. And Silverberg kind of you know, defending the rush, swiped the puck away from Meyer directly past John Gibson and into the net. A thing of beauty. I watched it a few times to laugh. There's nothing like a good own goal. Oh yeah, that's right. I I too have I've hit the replay button on this clip. Um, it's just, it's just perfect, you know, um, Gibson was not ready for it at all. And, uh, but he tried to make a save. It wasn't like he was completely caught unawares, you know, it was a, it was just a nice shot. Good shit. Uh, not sure what he was trying to do. Was he trying to like rim it around the boards or I think I've, ah, what? I've, I remember having done, I never like scored an own goal when I played yeah. hockey, but I remember, you know, when you're in a state of panic, uh, you're just kind of like, I gotta get the puck away from this player to oh, anywhere yeah. else on the ice. Uh, and that's probably what was going through his head. Yeah. Eleven-year-old's level of processing the play. Well, that's what happens when you got a four-playing defense, I guess. <laughs> just didn't want to be there. Uh, so yeah, that's just a good moment of the week. Have you ever bore witness to an own basket in basketball? No, I don't. Think I've I I've seen a couple of them live and in person in my day. Oh yeah, nothing like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in uh-huh. what context? Um. Well, kids. Uh, and a, a kid will just like lose track of like which side is it. I haven't. I, it's not like they dribble towards the wrong side no. because then people will start yelling. But it's often like a series of rebounds. Okay. The other team will like put it up a couple times in a row and won't go in. The ball will come to the defending player who will join in on the fun and shoot and score. Who immediately forgets what his role was on the play, which was to yeah, prevent the shot. Exactly. And- <laughs> Nice. Those things are good too. Yeah. So you're just like a yeah. It was attending the kids basketball game or once I was attending. Yeah. Once I was on the team. Huh? I'll tell you the story after. Okay. <laughs> it involves Lovely. people we know. Okay. okay. Great. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that was uh the highlight of the week. Uh, in terms of clip wise, I think it was it was it was that lovely moment. Um, and yeah, you wanted to mention some standout performers. Let's start with McDavid. Okay. Not a surprise. Nope. Um, but I, I feel like he, it still somehow is that, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I guess he played again last night. Cause last I checked, he had 10 games played on the year, 11 goals, 11 assists yeah. on pace for 90 goals, 90 assists or so. Now he's played 11 games, 12 goals, 12 assists. <laughs> so what? I think the pay, so has wait, let me do some quick math. Has this pace actually gone down now? <laughs> After what did you say it was before? Because is yeah, yeah. Because before this, he was averaging 
over two points a game. Okay. And last night he scored two points exactly in a game. So his points per game has actually gone down a little bit because of that. (laughs) Oh, no, he's regressing to the mean. Terrible. Yikes. Uh, Send him down. So during the 56-game season, uh, that was by far the biggest... Uh, the highest pace of his career in terms of goal scoring, points scoring, 105 points in 56 games, which is an 82 game pace of let's see, let's see, can you do this in your head? Like 150. Uh, I think it's more than that. Yeah. Oh well, 154. You're pretty okay. close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and now obviously it's uh higher than that. Yes. Pace is like about 170, 180 or so. Nuts. Um, <laughs> and Drysaddle not very far behind. Um. It's funny because last year, we're like, all right, yeah, because he was like, oh, he was on 150 point pace. He's going to score 150 points this year. He ended up with a measly 123. Only. Only. And we were like, oh, that's kind of, I mean, career high technically, but whatever. (laughs) And this year, I think will be McDavid's career high when all of a sudden, when he's retired. This is going to be his best season offensively. How old is he? He is right in the smack dab middle of his prime. He's 25. He scores 26 in January. All right. Yeah. So n- never, time. never a better time for yeah. it. And people even rumbling before the season started, like, yeah, McD- he scored 44 goals last year, career high. Obviously, like, goal scoring has never been, like, the thing he's best at. But he could potentially pull the, what if I'll just score a bunch of goals this year and focus on goal scoring and shooting the puck more? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm on pace for 90 goals 11 games of the year. Fucking nice. So I think there's no question he's going to break 50. Yeah. Um, finally. Which is insane that that hasn't happened yet. I think there's a great chance he passes 60. I think there's a great chance he ends up with like 140 points. Um, which, of course, includes his pace slowing down slightly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if... Hmm. Because if he does get like 140 points, people will be talking like, oh, is this season actually better than the 105 points in 56 games? So maybe let's say he'll get to 150 points. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Yeah, and I think you know he's gonna sweep. Obviously, you know Art Ross, Hart, all these things in a landslide. This is the year we look back. Um, we'll say McDavid cemented himself as one of the top five players of all time with this season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I could absolutely see it. I'm trying to look up what the pace he needs to to score for the rest of the season to hit 60 goals. And uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's, he's at 12 right now, yeah. and I don't think he's missed a game yet, so he's got 71 games left. Yeah. So he needs to score to get 60 goals, uh, 48 goals in 71 games. It's like a 55-goal pace. Um, Easy. Yeah. It'd be butter. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just scoring at an insane rate. Mm-hmm. Man. Just straight up carrying this franchise on his back. But like, the sporting cast is still kind of bad, you know? It's um, the best it's ever been since he's been on the team. That's fair. By far. But it's still like you know, it could be better. Like imagine if you know the team was able to, he was able to build a dynastic contender, and then the cherry on top of David. They really could have had so much more than they have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and Drysaddle as well. Let's not let him be forgot in this mix, because he too has 22 points in 11 games, six right. goals, 16 assists. Not so. <laughs> Unhinged. Do you think he? I think in a similar boat to Malkin, he may end up going down as the most underrated player of this generation. Yeah. He, for that exact same reason Malkin is. Huh. You think so? Yeah. I think you're right. We don't have a proper appreciation. For and him. also, I think they'll both end up with like with the one heart trophy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just constantly being in that shadow because the mm-hmm. comparison's so easy to make. Even though there were, have been significant stretches where the argument could have been made like, oh, Malkin is as good as Crosby. 
Right. Or Dry Settle's as good as McDavid. Yeah. Beat him out for the heart that one time. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if that argument. Could well, be okay, not maybe, maybe not in like like an actual way, but you could have. Been, it's closer than people often give it credit for. Credit right. for. It's not like oh tier one and like oh it's just McDavid and the Dry Settle there too. Yeah. Like they're well, very sure. much a, a one-two punch. Hundred percent. One insane one-two punch. That's unhinged. That uh, they're on the same team, and the team still kind of. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, Jack Campbell hasn't been so great. No, he hasn't. Neither has Stuart Skinner. So Stuart Skinner's been good. Oh, yeah, he's been definitely much better than than Campbell. No, I somebody picked him up in fantasy. Eh? I guess that's a bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stuart Skinner in four games is a nine fifty five. Oh, never so mind. I don't know what you're thinking I, about. I am walking it back. Is he about to be the starter? Could be. I mean, he's probably gonna try the. I, I think the actually, Campbell bit I, contract. I, yeah, I was just gonna say because yeah. Campbell, even though he's an eight eighty one now in seven games, because he has his five by five. It's kind of like we have to make this work. Exactly. It, they do. They do. So that's wow. Just uh, just another great management decision by the. <laughs> I I mean we didn't hate the contract. I still yeah. don't. I mean. Yeah. Just these things never work out for them. <laughs> is the bit. I think, you know, what I said like, was yeah. I like Campbell at five by five. Yeah. Because I think he'll be good, but not on the Oilers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because defensively, it's just. They leave him out on the island sometimes, and he's not that guy, right? Yeah, he can he can give you consistent goaltending if you play good defense part. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't overwork him, and he's not he's not gonna, he's not going to steal your games regularly if you can't play defense part. Yeah. So Edmonton is just allergic to good defensemen. <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Connor McDavid update. Um, if we look at goals, uh, who's second in goals in the league right now? Is it Eric Carlson? It's fucking Eric Carlson. <laughs> After Bo Horvat, by the way, uh, well, tied with Bo Horvat uh, at 10 goals, which is, I didn't realize Bo Horvat was having such a season, uh, but yeah, Let yeah me just Eric say, Carlson, you want to talk about Eric Carlson, who's on your fantasy team? I would love to talk about Eric Carlson, who I drafted and got roasted for, and I said, you just wait, and he has been even better than I could have imagined and hoped for. Eric Carlson, all right, here are the stats, sorry, the raw numbers, of course, Okay, 13 games played, 10 goals, 8 assists. For 18 points. What the fuck? He has already matched his goal total from last year. Yeah. And he and exceeded his goal total from the previous four years. The, yeah, his 10 goals this year, last year, 10. Before that, 8, 6, 3, 9. He scored 17 goals in 16, 17. Um, before that, you know, more than that pretty often. Uh, maybe he'll get a career high in goals this year. His career, career high is 21. All right. And everyone was, of course, talking like, oh, Carlson's wash. He had the Achilles thing. Super, super slowed down. He's not the player he used to be. It's too bad. Um, he'll never be like he was in 2017 again. That remarkable playoff run. Or before that when he was winning these Norris trophies, putting up ridiculous point totals. Um, but guess what? Apparently he spent this entire summer rehabbing well. And now, at the age of 32, he's back in form. <laughs> back in Norris trophy f- form. Straight up. He is... Not only that, another reason I was like, look out for Carlson. Because Brent, Brent Burns is gone. All the offensive minutes are going to him. Everything is going to run through him. He's going to have the chance to be in the limelight, the go-to guy on this shitty team. That's, that's the bit. Yeah. On this terrible it's team. Horrendous. And he has been an amazing feel-good story of the NHL So in these early parts of the season. And I would just like to say, Mike Greer, San Jose, new GM, this is your first test. 
trade him <laughs> immediately. Trade him now, immediately. Because yeah, um, even if you believe that he can stay exactly this good for the next four or five years of this contract, the Sharks are in rebuild mode. They don't need him. You, you don't, don't need, need him, him for the next four or five years. Get rid of him. Yeah. If if there is a team, who if there is a team who wants him, <laughs> give give him. <laughs> Um, because that ridiculous amount of cap space will be so much more valuable to you as a rebuilding team than a good player is, especially in this Connor Bedard ass year. Absolutely, and especially you know we don't know if he can stay healthy, right? So if we, that is true as well. So, it is just thirteen games after all. Yeah, but think about it. Like think about just how we talked about this contract prior to the start of the season. Worst right? in like, the league. It was it was it was an anchor, right? Um. So now <laughs> now that that value's been completely maybe not completely flipped, but like. Uh, you have the now that's gone up significantly. If you can ship it off, do that it. would be the time to do it. Is now absolutely. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Part of it, how like why is this so remarkable is because the team around him sucks so hard. Yes, the Sharks are so bad, impressively so. Um, and yet he's scoring like ten fucking goals. He's like second in the league in goal scoring. Um, which is nuts. So yeah, I think you know it seems like it's part of it is he's finally healthy for. Uh, a little bit, and hopefully you can keep it up. Um, but uh, yeah, this is whole nother level of Eric Carlson at this stage of his career, kind of out of nowhere. I hope he wins the Norris Trophy. That would be cool. That would, would rule. Yeah, that would rule so hard. For everyone that has thought it was been washed for the past like three years. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you? Did you? Do you have him on your fantasy team last year too? Uh, I can't remember. I I don't remember either. Yeah. Anyways, it's fine. But. Have you been like so. on this on this? Because I know you've been like constantly high on Carlson uh, over the years. I feel like. Well, I mean, I when he was in his prime, I was an extreme Eric Carlson fan, even though you know he was of the rival team. Um, he was. I would say Eric Carlson, best defenseman of the 2010s. Wow. Of the decade. Yeah. I mean, who else? Who who would you pick instead? I, I don't know. I would have to take a closer look at that, but. Two Norris trophies. Yeah. Was a finalist a bunch of other times. Got Conn Smythe votes losing in round three. <laughs> oh, yeah. On he one did foot. Do, he did, did do that. He dragged the whole ass team to the third round. Uh, yeah. He dragged the Senators to the third round. That was one of the most incredible showings in the playoffs I've seen in my life. Um, and yeah. I mean, what's not to like? I also remember, <laughs> I think. It wasn't his first year with the Sharks because the Sharks were good that year yeah. and almost made the finals. And I wish they got that cup that year because they were better than the Blues too. She also wish the Blues got the cup. You know, it's so stupid. Ugh. Like you look at these great teams that won over the course of like you know all the time. And that year was like, well, leading into that it was like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Washington, St. Louis, Tampa, Tampa, Colorado. Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. like having the Sharks in there after like a decade of being excellent but no cup to show for it so satisfying. would have been very satisfying yeah. and very fitting especially because like then all, it was like we got carlson the final piece and oh shit and they Fucking blew it yeah uh, anyway what I'm gonna, it wasn't that i think it was the year after that or maybe even more recent yeah he had a great game as the middle of the regular season he got like two goals two assists uh and i got like the shootout winner or something like that and after the game <laughs> Some Sharks reporter asked him, like, would you say this was the best offensive game of your career? And he was like, not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. What an icon. Iconic player. Good shit. Yeah. Eric Carlson. Um, Yeah. I hope he can keep it up. I am rooting for him as well. 
Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, let's talk about a transaction that was made earlier today. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins signed Mitchell Miller. The name probably sounds familiar. Um, my first thought, what well, honestly was this has to be a different Mitchell Miller, uh, and it wasn't. Um, now, okay, everyone of course is you know criticizing the Bruins mercilessly. Uh, Bruce, uh, uh, Don Sweeney, not Bruce Cassidy, has some abysmal quotes about it. I don't know if you saw them. The one that was really making the rounds was, if this was something he did to my kid, I don't know if I could forgive him. An hour after signing this guy. What? Ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, okay. Obviously, you know, we talk about, uh, like, okay, you compare this to, to I, I, you don't want to be to sweep all, like, bad things with the same broad stroke. But, like, again, I feel like that's a problem some people run into. Is just having like, oh, here's a list of all the players who've done bad things and who should be blacklisted, you know? And, you know, you get like, let's look at Logan Mayu. Like, what he did was obviously, you know, a crime and it was terrible. But I think we have to make a special differentiation for things like what Mitchell Miller has done because this is a like a different level of like m- meticulously calculated psychopathic behavior, what he did. And, you know, obviously you had the, the, the dissenting voices like, oh, he was 14 or whatever. And, oh, is it, is it, we have to let him grow. And in the abstract, I believe that people can change and that we should hope that they do. Um, but the point that will be brought up again is, I, first of all, he has said finally at least he's apologized. Yeah, the same thing. Like, I apologized after eight years. Uh, nothing about if the apology was forgiven. I don't imagine it was. Um, and the other side of this, of course, is that any NHL team is the last organization I would trust to judge whether or not adequate progress has been made. Yeah, absolutely. It is just heinous. And I, even from the statement that I've seen, I think it was like uh, the Bruins or it was Miller himself, um, was it shows like a lack of almost accountability with it. Like I saw the statement I saw was that they, like, they emphasized the fact that it was like so long ago. And I was like, you know, like yeah. it was forty. He was fourteen years old. I think they they said fourteen years old twice, and they said eight years ago once, or whatever how many years it was. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like they they the the emphasis is clearly on oh you know it's been so long, and not you know is this has this person shown nearly enough to warrant any sort of chance at anything, um especially at this level. So, yeah, I I, I am still you know you you're still unconvinced. As to like, has he made the taken the proper steps to make amends for the absolutely like violent, heinous shit that you know everybody knows he did, right? This is not not a secret anymore. And so, if you go out and seek this guy, you better make sure like you know he's got his shit together, right? And he's he's a proper person. But if you you know if he's still emphasizing the whole like fourteen years old that I deserve a second chance, you know, like that's not that's that's not in that's just the the fact that you're whatever how many years removed from it doesn't show that you're. You know, different, you, you, different, or you know, suitable uh, for you know any sort of prominent role in society at all. The other Cassidy quote um, that was equally bad was, "Other teams were interested in him, so why shouldn't we be?" <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's so brain dead. I know. Um, yeah, you know that that that's an indictment on the other teams, obviously. Um, but to rationalize it like that is. Yeah. Uh, uh, to say that out loud is is just fucking incredible. Did I say Cassidy again? I, I meant I meant yeah, Sweeney. Sweeney. That yeah. was Don Sweeney. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's just no excuse for this without having the proper backup. Um, and there is no proper backup, yep. right, for this. Yeah. You, I would have thought if one player would be blacklisted, it would be him. Right. Not him. It's just so unexcusable, right? And yeah. and they haven't even, like, really acknowledged, like, I think uh, the point a lot of people were making, like, they haven't acknowledged, like, the, the racism aspect of it either. That's true. At all. Um, Where, you know. They haven't you, acknowledged what he did. It was just like, oh, I did some bad stuff. Oh, right. yeah, I did some bad stuff. Exactly. Um, And, you know, we know exactly what he did. And they, they haven't acknowledged at all. It's just, you know, kind of vagaries. Oh, it's shit that happened eight years ago. An incident. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it, can you take proper accountability without taking a hard look at what you did and what you've done since? And, you know, they haven't taken that hard look and they haven't done it publicly at all. It's just, yeah. And, and their quotes speak for themselves. But they haven't done that proper look. Yep. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's time for Guess Who now. It is. Before we do Guess Who, something I forgot to mention that I wanted to mention off the top, actually. This is our first episode. Uh, Taisei is 21 years old. Happened yesterday. Yep. How does it feel? Feels, uh, I don't know, chaotic. You still look 16. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm half joking. <laughs> only half i'm half joking because yeah. you can't grow facial hair that's true yeah that's still it's, I, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen i wouldn't mind not having to shave all the time like yeah. if i if i could snap my fingers and be like never going facial hair again i'd probably do it yeah so i'm not uh i'm okay with the bit you're not missing much <laughs> so here you go i i am 21 now so you know i could smoke pot i guess if i wanted to Stiggly. do you not particularly, but, you know, something I want to try out down the road. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to be on record recorded <laughs> for the world to hear. But it's not criminal. Exactly. There we go. Uh-huh. We're good. Okay. So, of course, guess who? We have reached the end today of our 32 teams. When we started this, there were only 31. <laughs> we were over a I think I mentioned this very recently. But when we did our first guess who... We were over a year away from the Seattle Kraken getting a name. Oh, no, no. no sorry. We were a couple months away from getting a name. Okay. We were over a year away from the expansion draft. Yep. Um, and now we have finally reached the 32nd Guess Who. It's the Washington Capitals. What an era. And you might say, but they're not notable this week. Why would you dr- do their Guess Who if they didn't do anything notable? And to that, I would say they are extremely notable this week. Do you want to know why? Tell me. Because this week, they're the only team we haven't done yet in Guess Who. Wow. That is notable. It sure is. You can write a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and but another special thing we're doing with Washington. It turned out well that they're the last team because they have so many injured players that they therefore have a bunch of call-ups who otherwise wouldn't be on the team. And these call-ups being on the roster should be part of the guess who. But we're not going to leave out guys like Nick Backstrom and TJ Oshie and Tom Wilson. So we've ended up with 30 players instead of our usual 25. Let's see how this changes the game. Yeah. Twist it up. Yeah, change it up for yeah. uh, for the final edition. Our players are Darcy Kemper, Charlie Lindgren, John Carlson, Dimitri Olof, Martin Fairberry, Nick Jensen, Trevor Van Riems, Zachary Gustafson, Lucas Johansson, Matt Rowan, Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, TJ Oshie, Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, Anthony Mantha, Dylan Strom, Lars Eller, Connor Brown, Marcus Johansson, Connor Michael, Connor Sherry, Nick Dowd, Gunnar Hathaway, <gasps> Alexei Prodas, Carl Hagelin, Joe Snivelly, Sonny Milano, Garrett Pylon, <laughs> and Beck Malinston. <laughs> we love our Becks. On this podcast, what are Beck's? Oh, Beck, Beck Warm, Warm, of yeah. course. Yeah, have right. we checked in on Beck Warm lately? No, 
Well, we did, I think, at the start of the season. We saw he wasn't signed or some shit. And... Well, we saw he was signed. Oh, no, he did. He signed, he signed somewhere, and that's why we made a note of it. Yeah. He, 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 I'm going to check what his stats are. Uh, let's yeah, let's get sidetracked with this for a moment. Why not? All right, Beck Warm. Ooh. In the ECHL four games this year, oh, a nine forty three menace. Okay, uh, let's get going because we yeah. don't have this room forever. We <laughs> so. gotta roll. All right, all right, got my player. Me too. All right, I will be inserting my player's name here in three, two, one. There it was. All right, and I'll be saying my player name in three, two, one. There it is. Okay, okay. all right. Let's go. Who Do you remember who uh, has a home? Uh, let me pull it up. If I remember correctly, I won the last one. Okay. But I'm just checking to make sure. Ask your first question. Yes, I won the, the Nashville. Yep. So I shall guess. Um, poker face today. I noticed there are like a ton of first-round picks on this team, mm. including much like the 20 to 30 range. Uh, is was your player drafted in the first two rounds? Yes. Nice. I'm down to fifteen. Mm. Okay. Uh, all right. Washington draft picks are three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen. Okay. So Northern draft picks too. Where uh was your player drafted by the Washington Capitals or the St. Louis Blues? Yes, my player was drafted by the Washington Capitals or the St. Louis Blues. Okay. Is your player's number 22 or less? No. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I'm at eight. My condolences. Uh, I'm just trying to scroll. Bye-bye, Joe Snively. You know, I hope one of us has... Oh, that's the worst collection of eight, too. Everyone's, like, exactly the same amount of interesting. <laughs> Pain. Um, okay. All right. There. The, my God. There are a lot of first round picks. Um, let's go by player number. Oh, it looks like I'm copying you in that sense. Um, hmm. Is your player's number forty two or less? Yes. Okay. Does your player shoot right? Uh, no. Ah. <laughs> I tried to go for the gusto and get down to three, but now I'm at five. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, is your player's number twenty or less? Yes. Okay. How many do you have? Th- four. You got four? Yeah. I'm at five. All right. Is your player Canadian? No. I'm at three. <laughs> uh, is your player Russian? Yes. Okay. That leaves me with two. Are right, you at two? I got three. I've got Evgeny Kuznetsov, notable player, of course. Marcus Johansson, the most mid of them all. And Martin Fairvary, extremely mid as well. So, I think I'm going to go with the forward. Is your player Marcus Johansson? No. Fuck. Shit. Crap. Dicks. All right. I have two players. I have Alex Ovechkin and Dmitry Orlov. This is a slam dunk. Is your player Dmitry Orlov? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Is your player Martin Fairbury? <laughs> it is Martin oh, Fairbury. No. Oh, man. Oh, well. There we go. Losing round one. What's Jesus. old is new again. <laughs> Ovechkin Orlov. What a combo. Never had something scream right answer at me ever in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have gone with Fairbury, which I now know because I know what the answer is. Okay. Time for another one. Okay. Got my player. Now I'll be putting its name here. It's like I'll putting his name here in three, two, one. There it is. 
All right, my turn. I'm putting my player in. Three, two, one. That's plenty of time, I think. Yep. <laughs> Just started nodding. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm done. Okay, guess away. All right, uh, let's go last name alphabetically. Uh, is, is your player's last name start with K or earlier in the alphabet? I was going to do that exact question. Uh, Sucks to suck. My player, yes. Your player's last name start with care earlier alphabetically. Just steal it. Yes, I can. Care earlier? No. Okay. Maybe I'll just steal all your questions. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll work out swimmingly. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. You know what? I'll go with the, the same question. Was your player drafted by the Washington Capitals or the St. Louis Blues? Yes, my player was drafted by the Washington Capitals or the St. Louis Blues. Hmm. Was your player drafted by the Washington Capitals or the St. Louis Blues? <laughs> uh, sorry. Let me just consult. Um, no. Okay, but you had to consult. That's that's something to keep in mind. Maybe it's a bluff, huh? Maybe. Or maybe, maybe it's, it's not. not. All right, down to seven. Let's try to get this to three, please. Uh, all right. Here's a fun one. Does your player's birth month uh start with the letter <laughs> N or later in the alphabet? Uh, let me check for you. Uh, this one's fun because there's no way I can copy it because I don't have birth month on my <laughs> on my spreadsheet. You have their birthday? No, I just have age. Oh, okay. Uh, my player's birth month. Wait, could you ask me the question again. N or later, or just were they born in the second half of the year from? July to December. You're switching to that question? It's the same question at the end of the day. It'll give me the same result. So Okay. Yeah. Uh my player was not born in July to December. Okay. So January to May or something like that. Or June. Go ahead. Yeah, you almost forgot a total mo- a complete month there. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. I think I will do an age question. Okay. Um discrimination. Is your player uh Oh, wait, wait, wait. I gotta, I've gotta split some hairs here. Sorry, give me a moment. <laughs> In terms of age, uh, I've gotta find out which of two players who are the same number age is actually slightly younger. My God, I'm sorry. This must be done. All right, so this player, Anthony Mantha, was born September September sixteenth, nineteen ninety four, and so is recently. Well, not super recently, but is twenty eight years old. Meanwhile, Charlie Lindgren, born December 18th, 1993, uh, so is actually almost 29. So Charlie Lindgren is indeed older than Anthony Mantha. So what I will ask, is your player exactly as old as Anthony Mantha or younger? <laughs> I.e., is your player Anthony Mantha or younger than Horrible. Anthony Mantha? <laughs> no. No, your player is older than Anthony Mantha? Yes. Good to know. Good to know. I'm down to three. <laughs> that that paid off swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm down to John Carlson, Lars Eller, and Evgeny Kuznetsov. Okay. They're all kind of remarkable. You know, Lars Eller is also like the only St. Louis guy. Remember when I split them, Washington, St. Louis? He's yeah. the guy I dragged in. Oh, not TJ Oshi. No, not TJ Oshi. TJ Oshi was already off the board. Right, yes. So, yeah. Is your player Lars Eller? No, the player is not Lars Eller. All right, so I've got Charlie Lindgren, 
goalie, Connor Sherry, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Interesting is that all these players were undrafted. Um, another interesting thing, well, first of all, I'm not going with Lindgren, of course, goalie. I'm trying to think, which one would you have had to check to see if they were drafted by the Capitals or Blues? And I think it is reasonable to be uncertain about either Sherry or Trevor Van Riemsdyk, so maybe this doesn't help me very much. Uh, but still. I'm not making eye contact. I'm going to so go keep my poker face. with uh, the wrong choice again. Is your player Connor Sherry? Yeah. Yes! Fuck. Let's go! Uh, I was horrible. so close to Van Riemsdyk uh, in my mind. I was, like, I was going, honestly, I didn't even know which one I was going to guess until it came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I thought you were going to pick Van Riemsdyk. Nope. Was, uh, who's your player? Because that's out. Uh, wait, you're not tricking. I, I had home. Wait. Yes. I just won round you just two. Won. Yeah, you just won. You're making sure. Okay. okay. How many players do you have left? Two. Kuznetsov, Carlson. Who do you think it is? Kuznetsov. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Last round for all the marbles of round 32. Yeah. Okay. Got my player. My final player of this first run through of all 32 teams. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. Question. I remember the first time we did guess you, which was Montreal. One of the rounds we both got Yoel Armia. Yeah. Was that the very, very first round? Maybe. Possibly. Because that hasn't happened at all since then, which is very weird. Because <laughs> you'd think it happened about once every 25 times. Right. We've had way more than 25 rounds. That's right. Haven't had it. Maybe we'll book in. Maybe the- this is happening right now. We don't even know. Oh, you don't even know. I'm putting my player's name here. Okay. There it was. Let's see if Tysay has the exact same name. All right, I've got this player. All right. Okay. Let's go. Let's you never go. know. You never know. I'm uh, angling for this now. <laughs> uh, I'm forcing it to happen. Uh, and I'm guessing first, correct? Yep. All right. Uh, let's see what happens if we sort uh, by first name alphabetically. Uh, is is your players? Your player's first name start with letter G or earlier in the alphabet. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. Hmm. Was your player born? Yes. In April of nineteen ninety two or earlier. Isn't <laughs> or in April nineteen ninety two or earlier? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We are, hmm, what should I go with? A really old team. <laughs> he was old as shit. It is a very old. I was noticing that too. Yeah. I was like, why am I typing so many 30s? Uh, <laughs> is your player's number 40 or lower? Uh, my player's number is not 40 or lower. All right, down to Ocho. Uh, oh, on the way, I'm actually down to seven. I thought I was doing an eight-nine split. I was doing a seven-nine split, and I'm very lucky it worked out for the seven. Ah, boo. boo! Boo! Okay, was your player drafted by a team other than the uh, Washington Capitals? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Is your player uh, North American? Uh, no. All right. Goodbye, Beck Malinston. And oh, I shouldn't have done that question. Oh, well. Got four players left. 
Hmm. All right, I have seven. So let's see. How should we divide this? Okay. Uh, do the six-one divide. <laughs> uh, was your player drafted by a team whose city name is uh starts with the M or later in the alphabet? Yes. Okay. So I'm down to four. Is your player Swedish? Uh, no. All right. I've got two. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. What? <laughs> um, was your player drafted by the St. Louis Blues? Yes. Okay. Are you down to two? Yep. I know exactly which ones they are. Okay. Go ahead. All right. We've got Evgeny Kuznetsov, and we've got Alyaksei Protas. Now, one of these clearly makes sense to guess, because not only is Kuznetsov good, I had him last round, but I wonder if your fuck was a misdirection, trying to get me think like you're boned, even though you know I'm not guessing Kuznetsov. But I try not to galaxy brain this too much. Is your player Alexei Protest? Yeah, it is. Woo! Uh, cringe. <laughs> um. All right. TJ Oshi or Lars Eller? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> Whether it is nobler in the mind. Uh, is there a player TJ Oshi? Yeah. Money. It's so a we tie. ended a tie. It's a tie for Washington. I was so close to do, having the dumbest fuck up of all time. <laughs> which was? I don't. Um. Which was because I was because TJ Oshi was my player. I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna. I hope your player TJ Oshi too. Yeah. At the start, when I guessed, is your players? Uh. A first name started letter G earlier, and you said yes. I was almost, I almost blurted out like, "Oh shit, it's not the same player." <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to restrain myself. Yeah. Once uh, protest got taken off my board from saying, "Oh, we don't have the same player." Uh, <laughs> yeah. It occurred to me. It occurred to me. Yeah. Uh, too. Yeah. That would have been. That's unfortunate. You should have done so. You know, you should have given me that bit. No. Oh well. I wonder if you saw it in my face, because my face, like, I went sad for a second, and I had to be like, okay. Uh, did I say fuck? I don't remember, like, swearing at anything. Yeah, yeah, when I was like, I've got two left, and I feel good about this one, you were like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay. God damn it. You probably would have picked Protoss anyways. Uh, that actually th- was what made me think about not taking Protoss, so yeah, I would have. Oh, okay. So, didn't didn't bungle it this time. No. Yeah, I've- D minus poker face, I swear to God. So, I, can't, I can't look at you in the face when we're doing this. Yeah. In the end, uh, final score. Wait, let me just uh, count these up to make sure. I make, yes, all right. Nine wins for me, 13 wins for you, 10 ties. No double digits, eh? For, for the wins for you? <laughs> Shit, yeah, I couldn't get there. Couldn't quite get there. Um, this uh, lasted almost exactly two and a half years. <laughs> Went May 31st, 2020 to November 4th, 2022. Um, and we're going to start again. Yep. From scratch. Scratch. And I'm going to win this time. <laughs> you just wait and see. I'm on a hot streak now. I'm 1-0-2 in the last three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm winless in my last three, I guess. I, wait, how far? Yeah, because you had... I was really... What really sunk me, there was one stretch in the middle where you won like four in a row. Yeah. Let's go back to the start. Um, tie. Then I win. Then you win. Tie, tie. Me, you, you, tie, you, tie, me, tie, you, me, you, 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 you. <laughs> there it is. Holy shit. This was yeah. August to October of last year. You won Columbus, Arizona, Vancouver, Buffalo, and I was sunk. And then from that point onward, it was 
Me you me you tie me you me tie you tie me tie. Okay, I think since that four game lose win because if you take out that four win, that four game winning streak and you get got four extra wins. Yeah, but besides that, we're even. Yeah, and since then you've actually I think you've had one more win than me if I counted that correctly. So what you're saying is I'm better than you. Not quite. Over the past year, mm. we have a year's worth of sample size to show I'm I'm the best. I don't think the difference is statistically significant if you only won by one, you know? So, okay. Yeah. So we'll say. Well, uh, let's pick a team for this week. Yep. Uh, who haven't we discussed last year or this? Okay. The word document is open. Uh, we have Detroit, Chicago, San Jose, LA, Washington, uh, Columbus, the Rangers, Carolina, and Philadelphia. Hmm, how about the Blue Jackets are very ass. <laughs> they suck. Uh, they're actually in the middle of losing to Colorado right now, 4-3. Oh. Uh, halfway through the third. That's three more goals than I thought they'd score, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, so they play uh, uh, Colorado again tomorrow. Oh. And well, let me command F this page for Columbus. See if, oh, no, for Blue Jackets. Sorry. NHL.com with their team names or whatever. Why? Uh, why isn't... Okay, here we go. Okay, jump. What's the what's what's wrong with you and your dumb website? Uh, anyway, um, you can probably find it faster literally anywhere else. But uh, are you still working on finding their schedule? Well, I stopped because I thought you were about to. Oh, okay. Well, I found their schedule. Okay. Um, so it is uh, <laughs> Avalanche, and then Thursday it's uh the Flyers. Uh, that's not that's enough. It. Let's do that's someone else then. Um. How about the uh, the uh, the Capitals you said were on the list? We just guess who them. Yeah, we did just guess who them. And they're not doing so well, are they? Uh, no, they are. Let's look at their yeah, lost three in a row. Um, awesome. Week. We just did a great team, so now we have to do a bad one. Yeah, we can't always be winning. Um, we have three games. Um, yeah, Coyotes, Oilers, and Penguins. That's a good bunch. Yeah, okay. good mix. All stuff. All right, next week, Washington. Be there, be square. Thanks for listening. Da 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 da. The end. <laughs>